Hey everybody, welcome back to another week, week two of Overbotched, an amateur Overwatch League podcast. We have all gone through week one, opening weekend of the league. It has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, interesting results, interesting plays, rulings, we'll get into a lot of it, uh, as well as some news coming out of our open and contenders division which is new and interesting and as well as a look ahead to next week and our upcoming match of the week and finally our punishment for spoiler alert all of us getting wrong <laughs> our match of the week last week which, okay it all depends it, i think we were all playing safe but <laughs> we, we 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 were and I, but i think we were also going the same route 90 percent of uh you know talent and content creators and anybody who was doing tier lists and all that stuff power i just rankings. copied what everybody else said <laughs> oh my that god semi-spoiler dante tank nobody da saw that don coming. tank don tank and so you know without further we're talking about <laughs> it right. let's get the banner up there initial takeaways um yeah so for me one just i loved seeing some things get thrown on their head and i will also here i will add my screen in here um so we can kind of have an overview of the results. And yeah, Don Tank, I remember. So I was at the Battle for Texas. Uh, I had a, a really great experience there. Um, got to hang out with a bunch of people. Got to meet a bunch of people from the league. It was so cool to see things in on LAN again. And like two teams competing on stage. This brand new building uh, in San Antonio, this Techport Arena. Mm. Dude, they had Tesla coils that play music i saw those actually yeah yeah and i i think i might have shared one or two of one of them on, on online and I, i'm going to be doing putting a little vlog thing out on youtube but it was yeah like they literally at the end of the game they played the overwatch league theme in tesla coil so it was like zip zap zooping and looking like it was going to strike lightning upon your face meanwhile playing music it was the wildest mm -hmm. wildest thing ever so but so were they all just a quick tangent here? Were they all sort of covered up these Tesla coils or were they completely exposed? So like they're they're exposed, but like I think there were there was almost like this translucent, like or like almost like grating sheeting. And so I'm not sure if it was like oh. anti-static or whatever, so oh. it didn't go out too far. Plus, I don't know if Tesla coils are necessarily like actual like is it like lightning like like electricity oh it'll kill you oh it'll, it'll hurt you, you. oh yeah they put a faraday cage around that sort of thing. yeah yeah so that's it that's so what they, it was, create the there cage, was a cage, and it, there was and a and cage it hits the side of, of the cage and it's grounded haven't you played command and conquer red alert come on man the, <laughs> the tesla, tesla tower was yeah, the coolest yeah, yeah. thing <laughs> that but, uh, and then playing dune uh, and getting the spice videos we have watched mythbusters and things like that so i know a little bit about tesla coils yeah yeah um but anyway, and then, they, yeah. and then there's that car. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes. I take it back. Mm. <laughs> I did actually, you know, you can speaking of Tesla. And I'll, I'll, this is my last little I'll, little quick diversion. You can actually go to at the New Yorker Hotel, right? When you're right at the Madison Square Garden, like around uh -huh. the MSG. Um, that's where Tesla lived out at the end of days. And there's like a plaque for him. It's where he saw the laser pigeons. You know how he like talked to the pigeons and he thought they had like laser eyes. So. Yeah, if you're ever in New York, you can actually go to the spot where uh, he last lived, where Tesla last lived. It's just right on the corner, right above the uh, TikTok Cafe. And if you okay. go there, get the, get the club sandwich. It's really good. Uh, it's next to Hammerstein. So you probably would have been there. Like, all, all the indie shows are there, right? So you're like right A lot, next lot to of them are. I've yeah. never been to Hammerstein, though. Oh, man. 
I know. Oh, if only this was a wrestling podcast, I could tell you about how grungy oh. and awesome it is. I've, it's, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the footage. Yeah. It's like New York's homestead was at Hammerstein Ballroom, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Really? Yes, it was. The NYXL homestand? Yeah, there? yeah, they did yeah, it. At, cool. uh, they did it there. It was, it's actually, it's pretty cool. They, uh, yeah, it's just like one of those old school venues that I'm pretty sure once upon a time was a vaudeville um, sure. venue. It had to be because it's got the full stage. It's, it's in the right spot. Um, but yeah, great, great, great diner next to it too. Hmm. Well, New so Yorkers, anyway, results. You, yeah, you've been, you've been, you've been shot out. So, um, yeah, I'll just. So the initial thing, mm-hmm. man. Initial takeaways. Is anything jump out? I mean, yeah, Don Tank. Because again, okay. I was there. It was that yeah. was wild. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I remember it being backstage, and they were like, yeah. "Don't like, we're not telling anybody what our opening lineup is." <sighs> we they even kept it. I didn't know this. So when they were scrimming in like the alpha and in the yeah. beta. I didn't realize when you scrim other teams, like in the pro level, they randomize their names. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like player 5246. So you hey. don't know who's playing Soldier, who's playing Doom, who's playing Arissa, etc. It's like the way old school DJs were when they would soak their vinyls cool. in water so you couldn't see the tracks because this way you couldn't know what the tune was. Yeah. Because, you, you know, it was like a weapon, like lethal weapons. So for me, it was like seeing Dante and Hawk on doom was like one we you know we weren't sure who the other tank was going to be we knew winston was going to be there right we weren't sure about the others and yeah. like doom is a very unique character but it's pretty cool to see dante and hawk i was like those guys putting that work yeah um tack visors man holy cow those things yeah, were dude. like sweeps i mean um and i'm just gonna say like he sues little like you know when he's when like he capped the point for defiant at uh king's row like, just that's a classic thing that happens now. You get wiped out. And I love seeing Soldier do that because it's kind of how yeah. I always had Soldier in my, you know, imagine what it would be like if you mm-hmm. were a real, you know, in the stories. Um, the encirclement was ridiculous with Doom as a result. The verticality was off the charts. Yes. And everything was about spinning around those poor supports. Like, when you saw an Ana getting punished, it's like the camera had trouble keeping up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, the pace is and then, crazy. And the narrow angles are weird. Like, when, um, uh, when Defiant couldn't get through that second point, I'm clearly biased here. But when they couldn't get through that second point, which match I, was this? Was this the this Sunday was like match? Row, the... the Sunday, yeah, the, the Sunday match, and it was like, yeah, and w- it was like all those chip shots you take down when you go like door through door down the down streets. I'm like, there's so much it like you just because you you want that visor, you got to get that because it's an instant wipe. But there was it was weird because I'm learning how to rewatch the game now because. Yeah, at spots where you'd keep two people on the point three for the, the counter to go up faster like they're still shooting down the hallway just leave one person on the point and i'm like yeah. wait this is confusing to me but i'm like oh yeah they've mathed this out because doom clears so much goddamn space mm-hmm. and, and then last i really hope they fix this on broadcast because it's a real snafu in my eyes but not having player names on the player cams is awful like you're just randomly I, showing faces with no yeah, names that's and like never noticed to be honest that was something i noticed last year too a little Super bit I was weird. Like, i'm like come on i'm like yeah please just uh, all you're like random guy out of 10 style. you're like yeah. random person out of 10 that's yeah, not helping me you know I think the reason why i don't pay attention to that is because i've been watching the league for so long it's like i know that that's dante for example that's right. fearless most people, a lot of people, and especially if you're trying to bring in new viewers, yeah. you want them to get to know the players mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I yeah. think, yeah, that is 100% something 
that it, yeah. it, just a little thing, right? Just Hold a little on. Thing so Shadow's saying the player names are are on the camera, but I can't see them. They're relying upon you looking I, on the bottom. Oh, on the bottom left. Well, shit. Well, thank you, Shadow. I mean, that's well, there you go. Oh, speaking of Shadow, so they're there. Have... They're just very poorly done. Holy cow. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit more prominent then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I know you're looking for, looking for us like, boomers who are blind. I know we just I know we just go, okay, okay, I'll look at the top of the screen, like that top bar. That's normally what I do. And then I go, okay, they're looking at the wisdom player. So that's that must true be... too. Yeah, you can you can always yeah, look up the, uh, doing it. the players at the top as well. So yeah. I it would I it would would it be nicer like Get, give me see, give me a Monday Night Raw style Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just want a giant face. I um, want the also, damn Twitter handle. This player, you the don't... Echo play, man, was super cool. Echo, this, because yes. I wasn't sure. You know, we weren't. We we yes. don't know what's going to happen outside the main. I think we we got the core down right. I mean, but, Soldier um, Genji seems to be yeah, obvious. And but Tracer, I'm just saying, like, uh, was it uh, like um, uh, hot uh, Nero looked great, you know, in in his games, and I'm like. Thanks. <laughs> but but like what I'm saying, yeah, exactly. But it was really wild though because like they were like and Pelican was a beast at times. It just seemed like mm. when they like drop down and they're already shooting that stupid little echo beam that drains your life force, like you know, it's got the power of Satan. That was intense. <laughs> but it yeah. was really, really cool to see that happen. But and then yeah. like uh but it was the Doomfist play that we're starting to see at least what this stage will look like. I'm just curious. Yeah what patches will come in because I saw that they just put a patch note through, which is that Winston's um, snipe shot, it's going to take up less ammo load. Yes. So they're actually letting him shoot even more. So, so yeah. And we don't know when, because I, I did clarify because I was asking him, like, are they, that patch was released yeah. literally on like Thursday, I think. Yeah. It, it had the Zen super kick in it and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, the Zen boop. Yep, <laughs> but that is the league is not on that one yet. I don't even. I don't oh, think no. they'll even be on that one next week. If, I think if it'll they probably follow be... the same sort of patch formula. They typically change patches at each stage. Oh, yeah, so that's we'll probably see the the you know they'll even depending they might patch it two three times, but we probably won't see it till the next stage. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, like the the biggest. So I think we all expected Soldier based on like our just initial thoughts and everything like yeah. that. Were there any were there any like surprise one thing I guess it didn't really surprise me, especially after talking to a lot of pro again at the event I was at talking to a lot of the pros there, the casters and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But after the the beta came out, Orissa with her all her work and as fun as she's been and as much playtime I've seen her get in the beta, zero, I believe, was a zero pick rate. Oh, yeah. Entire week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about this, right? I said, everyone's like, oh, Riss is definitely in. I'm like, actually, no. You made it. Yes, no. you called that one. Because she can't. Here's the thing. The entire game now is played off of extreme verticality and entrance and exit, which Orissa can't do. She's really good if you play the game like Overwatch 1. She's mm. really not that useful if you do not play that way. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, because Arisa had a very set play style for a number of years, like put down shield, everyone hides behind it, and then take shots. Yeah. yeah. With this version of Arisa, you can't really do that. And she would get shredded by a good soldier and Genji. Like yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter what she does, and that's you know, um, what I think is interesting too is people would say, oh, but when Winston dives, she can spear her. I'm like, yeah, but Doomfist can punch, yeah. and yeah. his cooldowns are faster. Like, yes. And when you look at the 
how the comp's been built. Yep. I mean, I predicted Arna Lucio's backline. Every hero in that composition yeah. can benefit from Arna's yep. nano boost. Exactly. Yep. Benefits. Genji, we all know the history of Genji nano boosts and things like that. Yep. Soldier benefits. So every hero, I mean, even when they went into the off meta picks, like, yeah, the mm -hmm. Winston, the Doofist, the Echoes, yep. every hero could play with Arna very well. Oh, it was I mean, the weekend of Nano Visor, oh, yeah. Nano. Blade. Oh, but you know what was awesome though? <laughs> I loved seeing the Briggs come out um, on some of the yep. defensive plays, and, right? Against when they weren't sure what to do with the Dooms. <clears throat> Just gonna yeah. say, it was really cool to see. Uh, I still think, you know, again, I'm biased a little bit, but Toronto f closing out the map against Houston, mm -hmm. you saw exactly what you do uh, as an on teams that are reliant on Doom, because that's the other thing yeah. too, right? The teams are using Doom. I have a theory. I can't prove it, so it's complete conjecture. <laughs> but I feel like you went with Doom because you can't really go Winston. That's my feeling. I just have this yeah. feeling where it's sure. like, like I'm not saying that they're player. unable to play a Winston. I'm saying that they're better with Doom. So you just go that because he displaces. He displaces and you get out. And that's what I think is really interesting, though, is you saw at the end of that game where there's such a reliance on Doom creating that space. But, like, you know, Dante got shredded at the end. Yeah. Like he's who obliterated that team. Like it was like they took some time. So it's not that I, I'd love to say Toronto's great, and I think they did really well. But I think the way the games went will change, will very ch much change what we're about to see this upcoming week because yeah. everyone like, showed their hand. Yeah, and there were Doom teams and there were Monkey teams, and I love that man. There's like when yeah. was the last time we had two styles? Like you got styles like of primary like, metas. Yeah, it is super say, cool. It's super we, cool. I'm super excited, and I was like, quite frankly, I haven't even touched Overwatch two since yeah, we same. played last match. I, I have it. Say, you mentioned those comps. I mean, London Spitfire, they predominantly played Reinhardt comps. Yes. I was going to talk about Hottie's Reinhardt, which right? was, pretty, was pretty Chad-tastic this week. It was actually. awesome, man. And yeah. that's the cool thing. Like, you, there's room for style. So, like, you know me, yeah. I was pretty I was pretty bearish on, on a lot of how this could go. Root but bearish? seeing that people had... I was root bearish <laughs> on how this could go. Mm. But now seeing this um if you can come up with styles like the thing that's yeah. going to make this game is styles of play it's what i don't like about the concept of the meta i want there to be at least a few options yeah i lived through the new jersey devils neutral zone trap when they mastered and perfected and broke hockey i lived through that it sucked because they basically used the rules of the game to fundamentally... They were better at breaking... Basically staying within the rules and killing the puck movement. They changed the rules of the game because of them. Yeah. Right? Yikes. Because it would have... Yeah, it was It was quite... It was really, really bad for anyone who remembers. Um, and I hate that about esports, that the max-min approach to things leads to, like, one style of play. But this was the first time we saw something different. We yeah. know it'll centralize a bit. But by virtue of them having made Winston one of the main tanks he's such a weird tank to use like people are either like they can do it or they can't yeah you know what i mean and i think but there's a viable option against them so you just yeah. have to choose and, and now having only one tank means you have to choose a style and i'm like this is one of those unintended things that happened i think i don't think they, this was planned i think someone will take credit for it but i think <laughs> it is something new and i'm super excited but there's a cool question any yeah. thoughts and insight on the broadcast <laughs> i was thinking this too burnt any thoughts or insight 
on the broadcast challenges like the lag and the video glitches and the things that we've been seeing oh wow you can highlight shit yeah so tough, I, I can... tough things <laughs> all right we're, we're, we're not pg around here uh, this is ecw anyway um <laughs> but well, yeah we, we can't, can't, if, 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 if there's uh, i'll keep an eye out for uh yeah. any prominent questions and stuff like that that's a fair yeah. one i mean i think yeah, the NA stream, the funny thing is if you went to the Korean streams on those opening days, they yeah. were pretty immaculate. They were pretty... Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Cool. yeah. I remember I saw that from somebody on Twitter. So they, you can always check out an, an alternative region's streams. Okay. But NA, yeah, NA was having some issues. They worked them out by day two for the most part. Like, I remember mm -hmm. day two lagged a little bit at the beginning. But yeah. Then, then they picked it up pretty well after that. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, can, I just chalk it up to opening week. Yeah. Server yeah, this, and stuff like that. Sorry, go ahead. Especially, go ahead, Max. Especially with a new game like Overwatch 2, people are going to be piling in. It's like, oh, I want to see the new stuff. I want to see the new stuff. Kind of thing, thing like that. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's I mean, I actually looked at the viewership. It was like near 90 to 100,000 on day one. And it, sta it stayed like 60 to 80 throughout the weekend yeah. for the primary games. It was. So it was. The I amount actually, of traffic I'll... was insane. I was really happy to see that. Uh... The Toronto uh, Houston game was still floating around like 70, 76, 68. Mm, yeah. like, but these are decent numbers. Now, again, opening weekend. Um, right. I'm really curious to see how this this hangs on. You know, I think there was a lot of curiosity around the game in the league. And I, I'm certain, you, you know how it is. Yeah. There's always those people mm. who are like, I'm going to watch it and, and say bad things about it because I got nothing else to do today. Like, you know, I'm like, no, but I, it it went better than I thought it would. Yeah. And I look, I'm a, a kind of cynical, pessimistic person for certain things, but I thought the emergence of styles, or at least testing of styles, yeah. is good. And they've been in scrims long enough to yep. have tested these styles. That's what I think is really mm. cool. This wasn't like no one's played. We just loaded it for the first time. They have right. been going through this. Mm. Um, I just, the only, my main takeaway, though, from all of this was I, I just feel bad for Aspire. I want him to be on a better team, but. I know. Yeah. But he busted out the sojourn, right? If I recall correctly, yes, yes. Right? So props to Aspire. Yep. He gave it. I think he was the only guy, only player yeah. who did it. So yeah, props to Aspire okay. for just giving it a shot. You know. Yeah, and I think I understand why he did it though, because at, in yes. that there was King's Row mm -hmm, and they were attacking, mm -hmm. and they were dealing with a Reinhardt composition from London Spitfire. Yeah. So my guess was that it was Soldier to try and get past Hardy's shield as much yep. as possible. Yes, and yep. I, 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 I liked. The thinking, I just, I again, I only watch tidbits because, you know, I, I'm obliged to not like Vancouver as a city and a culture. Mm, I know, <laughs> and, we, we and went through that last week. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, last week, we'll know what we're all yeah. about. Yeah. No, but um, but but realistically, though, like, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought, um, and, and, you know, look, yeah, Dallas got beaten up by Houston, but maybe they hadn't quite... It just felt like they hadn't solved. You know what? It felt like they hadn't fully addressed the Doomfist equation. But I think I think they just got. I think, honestly, I think yeah. they got thrown. I think they, they got, got thrown. But the thing is, let's wait till the next week, right? Because now they've gone yep. through it. Yep. And yeah. that's what they're going to be working on. And I also love that man. That this is a, a league where you kind of know what they're going to be working on. They're going to be fixing a couple things. And like, it's the, this is the benefit of a new game. It doesn't feel so rote right now. And it's not that all the rules are unwritten. It's that you can sort of see where each of these teams kind of have to improve and what their path can be, unless you're Vancouver, yeah, or London in general. They they had we'll see we'll see. Uh, London yeah. looked pretty decent. Yeah, London, yeah. London was so that was going to be kind of my next trend. Like who are who are teams and or players who 
defied some expectations from you. Uh, Muse, week. man, Muse, our tank on Toronto, mm -hmm. dude. I know, you know what? He gives me that Yakpung vibe where it's like, yeah, okay, that might have been a bit of a weird misplay. He got left out of position a couple times. That's a very Toronto tank thing to do. Yakpung mm. always did this, but he had a, they had a rough match with Washington. I bet Cruz was getting bullied a lot. Out of, and it was yeah. out of position. You got, yeah. got caught in those funny corners, yes. right? Yeah. But when he was on against Houston, oh, dude, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm. And these are a lot of new names. Um, and then uh, I think. Uh, you know, it's interesting, like, uh, you know, Finale did pretty well, too. I think there's, like, inconsistency, but I was really happy on that side. No, truth be told, I only watched really the Toronto and New York games closely. Um, mm. And I think New York is doing better than what a lot of people thought they would. I think they thought they were going to be yeah. awful. New right? York New York was one of those ones that, that jumped out to me, even though even though they had a rough weekend results-wise. Oh, yeah. But I still remember the, that first day, first game, right up here, the 1-3 to the Gladiators. But I remember map one, the control map, was, like, Right, very close. I think they went one yeah. and one. They were in the game, and, and then I mean the last one the it was like it was like ninety to one hundred. Yeah. It was it was close. It was not a yeah. runaway. And then the map they took that push on Circuit Royale. I I, I remember being. I remember watching because I was at, I was at work too, and I kind of kept coming back to it. And it yeah. was halfway through. I'm like, all right, they're done. Right, they're done. But man, Yaki's Echo play came right, through. Yeah, right, clutch. That's where you were talking about it. And uh, yeah, I I was I was very very shocked when they even got that map off. So they looked much more contentious yeah. than I expected. Yeah. So once they got to the final point, like that mm -hmm. little last bit, and they the really there? did stabilize. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah and it... I think once teams learn how to stabilize more effectively, we might see more, more different results. Um, I thought, <clears throat> I think everybody had shock as like, Fine. Nobody had him like at bottom of the barrel, but I think they they outperformed what a lot of people thought as well with the mm. with the kind of brand new roster. I think everybody, of course, was expecting proper. Um, I don't think people expected a ton out of Kaluge, but I thought he did really really well. And yeah. I think Sam. I thought Sam did really well. Oh yeah. Uh, again, out, out out of that DPS line, I think he was the one people were kind of like, eh, we'll see, whatever. But I think he kind of yeah. earned his spot there That's too because the O2 Blast players. Rightfully so, will get all the attention. But Sam just flew under the radar when he got signed. Yes. Like, who's this guy? And then he yes. just turns up again. And he goes, "This is who I am." Yeah. But I mean, he, I will say another player that caught my eye was Merritt on Houston Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah, man. He seemed like okay. It's like he had a confidence in that he knew what he could do. Yeah. Thing. Everybody talking about you know uh, going into the season even before we knew about the the Doom Tank situation. Everybody was, you know, pretty, you know, it's Dante Pelican. That's your starting lineup. And yeah. uh, I think uh, there were, uh, that was one thing when I was sitting there live watching the game. And I'm like, everybody on Houston, especially that first day, that Friday, that Battle for Texas game, almost everybody on the team had uh, those pop off moments. Oh, we, we didn't even mention, speaking of which, um, the big one, I think it was, was it Iris? Which, by the way, it's not Iris. He yes, wants no, everybody Iris. to know it's Iris. Uh, was it Iris or Lastro who hit that sleep on a Nano Genji? It was Iris because Lastro yeah. was playing Lucio. That's it. Yes. So man, on that, on uh, I think it was it, it Sparkles Genji. Yeah, was Sparkles it? Genji, and Ooh. it was the sleep dart plus Coach Gun from Merritt that sent him flying. It was like whoa. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players that really did catch my eye. I mean, he put on my mayhem hat for a second. Yeah, checkmate. 
Check, check that shot up to work. Because last year, when I looked in Kuki's team from last year, we will call it, I just thought to myself, he's too passive on his Tracer and Genji when I saw him play that. I mean, yes, we all know about his right heart, things like that. Sure. Seeing him under the gun bar system, he looks a lot better. Because, as I said last week, my concern was whether or not the team would be able to integrate like aggressive players and more passive players. But right. it looks like Gunbar's got them playing a unified style. Yeah. And, it, and it's really fun to watch because they're not sort of jumping in for no reason or anything like that. They're jumping in with purpose. And well, and everything one thing, they do has a purpose. And, and that's one thing. To watch. Yeah. That's one thing I've heard about Gunba is, you know, we talk about like that, hey, whatever we're going to, I guess we can just kind of hashtag it with his, you know, that money ball style, whatever you want to call it. But he, um, what it breaks down to is from a lot of people I've talked to kind of in the industry is that he's just, he's really, really keen on you stick the player to what they do best. Kind of, yeah. it's kind of like screw the meta. Screw what like it's like if you're if you're the greatest brig in the world, even if Meta is Lucio Ana, if this yeah. map you do your brig, you go out there and like we're gonna yeah. play that. That said, who approved the hog pick? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's week just, one. It's uh, worth a try. Hey, right? I'm just saying, like Toronto, we did a great uh, hog shot to the face on Dante's Doomfist. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Gibraltar. But, uh, and, but uh, quickly on Gunbar, <laughs> one thing I think should be pointed out is that I believe it was last year he was coaching in Valorant. Mm -hmm. And you oh, can shit. actually you <laughs> can actually see when you watch Mayhem yeah. back, you can actually see the Valorant-esque playstyle. Mm. They're they're making sure they keep cover and things like that. Yeah. Like they're playing the corners. It's really interesting to watch from that sort of standpoint. Well, you've got to, because I mean, I mean, especially Ooh. from with with less shields, I mean your DPS have to do it, and your supports especially. There's less yeah. protection out there. Yeah, you got to use your use your cover, use your angles. Yeah. Okay. So Richard, I'm going to throw this one to you. Uh oh. Yeah. It's all right. Let's go on. Of all the players that you saw play for Toronto, who stood out for you? Mm, good question. Because for me, uh... on Mayhem, it was checkmate. So I'll let you think about Toronto. That's hard. Um. Man, I'll tell you, I, I thought I thought I, you mentioned I thought Hisu popped yeah, the hell off this. You week. know what it was? Yeah, see that's a challenge because we were definitely we had our ups and downs. Right? Lot of, yeah, lots of downs. ones and ones this week. Inconsistencies, it's gonna happen, yeah. right? Because yep. it's the first round. Mm -hmm. I would say when he was on point, Hisu was obliterating people. He was clearing people out. So that but the thing is I expected that from Hisu. Yeah, I figured he could do that. For me, it was actually seeing Muse really hold it down on Tank because you're just not sure how it's going to go. And I thought it went really well. That's that was it for me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so enough. Matt, question to you: same thing again, but for Houston Outlaws, because I know you were in their camp at the yes. weekend. Yes, I was there. Who uh, was the Houston Outlaws player that stood true. out? I have, I have no loyalty. <laughs> they, I, bought I, I, they bought you. They bought you. They bought me a plane ticket. It's like Money Inc. or something, or like <laughs> yeah. IRS. Million dollar. You're part of the million okay. dollar. I know you're not officially now. a yes. Houston fan, but I'm just throwing the same question to you. But for Houston Outlaws. Yeah. No. No. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I will say this. After being like, and 
this is where some of the emotion and stuff comes in. I think sometimes that's hard with esports, with it being so kind of separate and a lot of it played online and everything. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we miss that. That's why we miss live events. It's that feeling of being in the baseball field, right? Like there, it gives you that a little bit of something. So being there, I definitely became even more of a, I was already like a fan of a lot of the players on Houston and stuff like that, but being there and seeing that particular game, you know, which was a very surprising result and everything mm-hmm. uh, it was just a very cool experience. Their, their fan, supporter and we're not going to get into this tangent we'll save it for another week richard but we've talked about this before yeah about with the flawed admittedly franchise system that's involved with the overwatch league uh some of the best teams do do that community kind of outreach because you know i don't know a lot of these teams they're from philly but they play in korea or they're from england but they play in texas and like it's weird where they're yeah. ba- everything is as far as locality mm-hmm. but houston have done a really good job with their local supporters groups and like they Lone Star it. Vanguard, they were the yeah. second in the league. Yep. So mad props to that crew, of which some of them went off to start off AOE Creative, who do a lot of stuff with Overwatch League. Yes. Um, and they showed up. And like, it was just, it was cool to see mm-hmm. like the fervor there and everything. But anyway, getting back yeah. to Plex's question. Um that's tough. I would I I think I want to say like my my gut initially just goes to Dante jumping into that tank role. Because even, yeah. even though he's a dynamite Doomfist player, which is why he why they did that um but he's also like i am gonna pull that one because he, he's experienced he he was ready i mean even seeing the post show q a he was he, he was very confident and ready to jump into that role so my my for my money it's merit uh stepping into there you know rookie on the team stepping in there with a, you know a a role star or i think was the mvp was it pelican or rookie of the year rookie of the year rookie of the year and then you got this dante's your other dps that you're jumping in it's you know, you got Piggy on the team, you got Lastro, Iris, like a lot of these guys with some pretty, pretty great uh, accolades. Yeah. It can be intimidating. And Merritt had his pop-off moment. So, I, and I, and he, he was very, I think he played well in his first game in the Overwatch. League. Yeah. So that's oh, what kind of yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome to see. I love I seeing that. And also Lastro flexing over to main support. He looked like oh, he yeah. got yeah. out of place. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people who were forced to do that. And it was, uh, it was very cool to see. Hmm. But, so now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here oh, we go. <laughs> we, we, uh, yeah, we have, um, we mentioned a little bit earlier, we were yep. talking about them. I, I asked the team to uh, avoid this until we can get to now. But, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> dangerous criminals, Florida mayhem, the, the criminals on the loose, or, you know, 10,000 IQ. So, before, before we get into it, let's take a look at Florida mayhem, obviously, for the TLDR. At the beginning of a Circuit Royale attack push, used an illegal maneuver, and were forced to later on restart that round. Uh, let's take, before we even break it out, let's take a look at the play in question. So we see we have a Maywall on the roof, and then a TP dive over obliteration, <laughs> which was so cool to watch as a fan. I, w- I will say it. First and foremost, it was very, very cool to watch. Um, like, bra- bravo for the creativity. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Rule, rules, rules are rules, fine. And we'll get into it. But bravo for the creativity. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, so, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. But initial thought, Plex, you, you are, you do yeah. the mayhem chord. Yeah. So, I'll g- give me your initial thoughts, reactions. Okay, so 
the initial so I was in the watch party we were doing in the Discord and yes. everybody's immediate reaction was what on earth and we just thought to ourselves wow that's amazing and literally we were like the chat was like 900 IQ let's do this and things yeah. like that we got so we get we get to the completion and then and we get at the news like oh we have to redo our attack like wait what <laughs> so we, we what we we did it yeah and yeah there's a lot of people I mean, a lot of there were those that were like oh they have going to be salty and we were more confused about like okay you said this is illegal but yet you've let other things fly in the past and it thinks itself and the common question among us was what if this were the san francisco shock or the dallas fuel one of the bigger named teams rather sure. than mayhem who are yeah. a mid-table team that's like, true and that's fair like i don't know if that i mean we that's all the only thing i have the only issue i have with that idea is like that's just very presumptive like you're yeah. assuming that they wouldn't do that to san francisco i get why because you know like would they yeah. do that to dallas would they do that to shanghai etc but um if we don't have you have to i think that's a little presumptive but i do i understand yeah. The, the feeling behind it. I Matt, say, I feel like so, you're one of those guys who really thought the LA Kings deserved to beat the Maple Leafs <laughs> in 93. You all, you just spoke French to me. I don't know okay. what any of that yeah. means. Anyone who knows uh, hockey will know that these things can uh, and will be Oh, done. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Right, because okay. Gretzky wrote, because so, who wants to see a final with the the Canadians and the Leafs when you're yeah, in the middle yeah. of an expansion uh, movement? Mm. It, is a, it is a thing. I actually, I do put no, away with this. I, I think it could, it could happen. Yeah. But I think one thing I will say, mm -hmm. Okay, so, so there were there are three plays from Overwatch League history that, in theory, could have flouted this rule. I don't know if Matt, if you could bring up the ruling on the screen, in for our well, video watchers. Which one is? Because the one that Gunbar tweeted. But I mean, the three plays that came to mind was last year Striker on the mm -hmm. shock gave Maywell boosted onto that Oasis. Yes, forward. I remember a lot of people mentioning that. That that could have been called up. You also had in 2019. I'm not sure, Richard. You might remember this: the Defran grab on Hollywood. Yeah, when he went over the top and he, he boosted himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I also mean, shock with the bastion on the chandelier. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other example I'm thinking of is on Havana. There was in stage four of 2019 when Washington Justice, ironically, were playing Florida Mayhem. They set up with a Far Mercy composition. It's like a spawn hold on Havana yep. point A. They put the Farah above the Havana attacker's defense attacker's yep. spawn. So you even with a hit scan like a McCree or a Widowmaker, you couldn't hit him. Because they yep. just pop over the other side. I think to myself, surely that isn't legal. Yeah. And then Matt obviously he's got the infamous Eigenvald play as well. Yeah. Exact same maneuver. Player and I right know Athena yep. did it in Apex as well. Take so a watch right here. Maywell on the roof. Jump right over over to point. So yeah, yeah, it's a question of two points from my perspective. This is me, not just as a Mayhem fan, but as a league fan as well. First point, why do it now when you clearly, as you can see on screen, let things like this slide before? And secondly, if you don't want teams doing that, why don't you put an invisible wall up there? So that, that <laughs> is what, what drives me crazy because they're like, no known exploits. It is not an exploit. If, if the map the is open. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. saying, oh, you used an exploit. You know, when the doors opened, uh, you shot through them. Yeah. Seriously, like, this is like, like, 
Here's like, the crazy thing. Like, Spirits rely on. So exactly. That, that and, and the thing is, from an Overwatch perspective, you would think that, you know, what? When was the game? When did the game get created? Overwatch 1, what? 2017? Uh, 2016, I believe. Yeah. Okay. 2016 is you would think out. by then they would know that maybe, just maybe, you should put up a wall when you don't want people to go through something. So here's the, the one thing. The one thing and it's I'll not say an exploit. That. It's an open I space. Agree. It's not an exploit. That is an open space. An exploit would be if there is an unintended, right? An unintended result that is outside of this engine, this, the engine, the system of design. Yeah. But the way that has been built, it has purposely been left open. Hmm. It I is an it... open spot. Like the same way that you can shoot nades over things, or you could throw the rocks yeah. from Sigma into the spawn of uh, Dorado. Like yeah. I'm not, like it doesn't get you anything, you know. But the point is, it's open. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I think, it, I think <laughs> it should be noted that with the mayhem play, the the attacking ground, they didn't have it all their own way. It wasn't like they just steamrolled Paris. There were times where Paris did hold them on that first mm -hmm. attack. So it wasn't like they were steamrolling off the back of that play. It was literally after that point, it was a very competitive match. It was just mm -hmm. that sort of stood out. Yeah. No, so Bert, Bert, Bert's got a good point. He says, well, don't you think this is a little different since the game's in development? Like, it's a new map. They could be putting an invisible wall there. Absolutely. But they haven't put those invisible walls anywhere else. Those invisible walls don't exist in Hollywood. Those invisible... They, they laud plays that, you know, when you're in a chandelier as a bastion, and we think that's good. My, I think in the end, here's the thing. I think the problem is, and not that I have anything against Paris. I think they've got a wonderful supporters club. Much you know, much love to Rooster Club. Yeah. They are super awesome. I always thought Paris had a super weird team announcement video, but I won't go into that. <laughs> no, there's reasons why it was very weird, but I won't okay. talk to you. Um, yeah, but I think they they chose the rule book. And if everyone says, oh, it was discussed, I'm like, no, 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 no. Discussed? This is a league. This is a competition. Like, it, I feel like someone brought it up. And then uh, in, in a pinch, they're like, yeah, yeah we should redo okay. it so it doesn't raise the question right now. Well, what I've heard... I mean, I think a Valor tweeted this, who's Paris Hill team manager. Apparently, other teams questioned the, what was going on before Paris did. So yes. it wasn't Paris themselves who initially made the complaint. Which yeah. is fine, and like that—that's—that's that's neither. Yeah, and I and I and I can't—I kind of get that. It's, it's to me, it's more. So this is apparently Gunba. This is the tweet you're talking that's about. That's the shared. rule. That's yeah. the rule. No exploits of known bugs. That's includes right. roof surfing, Doomfist on Midtown, or any other. See this, this, but that's this, a bad rule. Like yeah, all roofs, like if it's they said roof surfing, all roof surfing. What do they mean vague. roof surfing when it is specifically Doomfist and Midtown? Because roof surfing in and of itself is not a bug. Or if it is, then they got to really fix the, the engine. No, of the they game. and that, but that's so. The other a bunch of other players came forward that you can't Doomfist surf on any roof. So that that's just an example in the rule here. But like apparently, if you do if you do that on Rialto, it it's illegal as well. So, Mortal Man, look at that comment right there. So let's bring that one up, because I think that's a great point. My view is, what about heroes like Farah? Isn't her point to be able to go over stuff? They can't and just so keep putting he, up walls. Right. So here's here's my answer. To, I think this is what they're, they're trying to have the best of both worlds, because they have certain heroes who on their own have the ability, your Farahs, your uh, Echoes, things like yeah. that, who can be your over-the-top, or maybe, you know, in certain situations, even the Winston, the dive over over yeah. uh, something tall like that, like a, a high hitbox kind of area. I think the idea in the 
developers mind and the league's mind the idea is like yes in those individual hero cases that's what they're designed for so you got you got to be able to look up and have your hit scan ready to go but the idea of being able to send your whole team in some kind of thing like that maybe feels like it's a little bit i i i think i i agree with you but the bigger point to me is this it is so vague they're bad at yeah. writing let's be honest here this yeah, is not a that's rule my own, my issue this is what gets tournament operators and tos and, and everyone who's who does community pugs this kind of rule is what gets people into so much trouble and that a league and a competition has been written off something that is barely interpretable as 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 english is in appalling like this is who writes a rule like this like nobody would write yeah. a rule like this but what i think is honestly this is the bigger thing though is is that Outside of this, if some teams are saying, well, that's not allowed, and they were even, let's just go with it. Let's go with the, the rationale here. They're saying other teams said they knew that this couldn't be done. Okay. If Paris is, if, if Florida's like, we didn't know about that, that just shows how bad the internal communication around what the constraints yeah. of the game are. And that is a bigger concern for me yes. because you, we cannot have a culture of rule booking at the top tier like rule booking is there for like the average small tournament because we accept we expect that in tier two three four and whatever else but if we get into this level of of poor communication lack of understanding and the inability to come up with consensus for play mm. it's going to keep coming up because they're playing yeah. off of a beta this will come up again, yeah. but I think oh, in the yeah. end, I think it's I think it's just really cheesy that someone would even rule book it like tough or take the map out of rotation if you knew this was a problem. But if you knew that it wasn't going to be a problem because it was clearly explained, which it wasn't, then the map is allowed. But yeah, what like, here, what you have here is just a absolute failure from a league management perspective. It's it's on the league. It has nothing. I don't blame any team or any player. This is one hundred percent on whoever's who's setting up the games and communicating with teams and players. I can only imagine how bad the information yeah. is for them. I mean, for me personally, I've got nothing against the ruling itself. I can accept that. It's the lack of historical consistency. Yes. yes. Okay, we've, between Estoppel, like, my friends. Estoppel. It's between the four, three of us, we've named four examples mm -hmm. that could have potentially flouted this rule. Yeah. And nothing was done about it. It's yeah. only now. I agree with itself, that. It's like the best way I can put it is you get and they celebrated it too, Plex. That's the thing. We yeah. celebrated these rules and now it's bad. Why is yeah, it bad? I mean, because you used it against Paris. The best way I can put it is let's say you have a referee refereeing two matches in whatever sport. Let's say hockey, just to keep it with Richard's knowledge. So let's say you have the same referee for two mm -hmm. matches in, in a row, and they're different teams. The referee pulls a player up for a foul in one match doesn't pull him off in the second exact same incident style of incident and that's what i feel like right now it's like you waived these previous incidents with the same referees essentially only to pull them up now yep because i'm I, assuming the referees have been the same all over the years yeah i would i would imagine as well i agree i think the, the big the biggest issues are the consistency in the mm -hmm. uh enforcement and and the the vagueness of the writing. I mean, this reminds me of those contracts like that you see, where like basically like all right, so like we have your image controlled for in like all universes for all time, all examples. It's just like just anything. It is like just it just it just anything. That's what this yeah. this reads to me. Is it's just like yeah. any known or unknown? It's like what, 
okay what well, like what if it's unknown how do we know it's an exploit and not just a maneuver well that's what, the thing the fact that they wrote if it's unknown what is an unknown they have not exploit. defined what an exploit yeah. is this is you honestly like this is the crappiest writing i've ever seen of a rule like we write better rules than this and we spend more time on this than like when we did like defiant community tournaments because rule booking happens but the fact that this exists like no you have to define what an exploit is not say no exploits of a bug you have to define what it is is it a bug that there is yeah. no like think about it this way if open space above a building is a bug that means no buildings can have open space above them mm -hmm. yeah which basically would negate far and echo's ability to get we like yeah. Rialto, for example yeah, so oh, you're sure, in the Rialto doesn't work as a map anymore. Uh, yeah. th th that's why, honestly, this this whole thing, it, it, to me, it just didn't make any sense. Whether or not it was a rule or not, or it even lives up to the spirit of what was discussed, it doesn't even make sense. Because Ooh. what they're describing is a central facet of the game. It's like getting mad because we used a puck in hockey. I'm like, yeah, that's how you play the game. Hmm. Like, I just yeah, and exactly what Plex said. I don't know. I just think it's weird, but yeah. Again, rule booking at Overwatch League could, but you know, again, Bert, great comment. He goes, hey, Overwatch League, Overwatch season six, coaches challenge rule like the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, to be fair, I think that is an awesome way to manage rule booking. I've always thought that is good. You're allowed to challenge on the rules and the measurement, and you go to the VAR. Well, VAR is a bad example because it seems to always screw up. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just VAR. <laughs> um, but you can do it, it, it. It's done a lot, right? You can challenge. But I think that makes sense. You just limit it, right? And, and why not? If you're not sure, have it there. And then you can you create this concept of you can allow rules to be interpreted, but all rules are policy, and you need consistency in application. Otherwise, how can you develop a strategy around how the game works mechanically if the rules of what are legal mechanics are constantly being changed on you? Yeah, I agree with that. And I hope they figure this out because Doomfist is clearly going to be in the game. Yep. Yeah. They better, they better figure this out real fast. It's going to be say, an important as, part of it. As I said earlier, it's a case of a lot of Doomfist rollouts are based off of hugging that one pixel yep. to get that yep. extra speed boost. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> but I think, yeah. just to close this one out, I think we can all agree that the lack of consistency and and it's like, you could have solved that yourself beforehand. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Those couple of points. Mm -hmm. It's I, like, the, they had the opportunity to, to say, okay, we're going to put some invisible barrier up there to make sure you can't do that. But also just better communication as well. To yeah. me, it's not even yeah. about the barrier because then, then you, then you limit. My only thing about that is then you limit if they are still okay with you know Afara flying over or Winston jumping over. Like if they like, if they're okay with the idea of like arcing the building or whatever. Like if you don't, if you put a ceiling there, you you take that out. And so my thing is then because I so I went and tried it, and you so you can't put a sim TP on the roof, right? You yeah, just can't do it. You look up. Yeah, you just look up, you can't do it. They just need to put a thing where you can't put a Maywall up there then. that That's yep. what it is. You need to yeah. make that, ex that, if that's the exploit, yeah. then you you just, just edit that out. Keep the high ceiling so you can still dive over it or whatever if you're able to do that. But if that's the big thing, then you you need to limit, yeah. just like you do with Sim TPs, limit where you can put Maywalls and yeah. to the same thing. That's that's the fix in my yeah, head. Like a maximum yeah. range sort of thing. Why not? Maximum Why range not? and then, yep. yeah, and, and you can, uh, slanted surfaces are not allowed. 
kind of thing. I don't know. It's yeah, we're, well, we're, we're not developers, but I mean, here's do the thing. it in the end. In the end, uh, you know, they won anyway. So they, yeah. they did. Good it's guys like, won in this case. Yeah. Four to one, baby. Um, <laughs> no, and, and like, that that's a. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. a silly little thing but like at the same time that that could throw and piss off a lot of teams to the point where they they they're shaken but i i, I do respect them for yeah. saying okay well, screw we it were... let's do it and then and then not and only then they that beat they, the tar out of they beat the yep. tar out of them anyway they have called a meme on it the entire time i was like they put down a bay wall illegal maneuver they put they give you pro rage. Oh yeah, illegal maneuver. We were literally memeing about it the entire match. Oh yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> we the, took uh, it in good spirits. The community took it yeah, in we good were, spirit. That's we the most were important. We were sort thing. of like a bit miffed. Yeah. <laughs> um, there and b- b- before we move on uh, to our next topic, there is one. I'm like, there's also part of me that ho- secretly hopes and prays. I kind of tweeted about it. Like maybe they did know about it and they did it anyway, just to get a little, just to get a little spice going a little bit, yeah. a little, little heat, a little t- talk of the town kind of thing. Hey, man, attention. <laughs> you bring some more fans, sell a little bit more merch, you know, to get people talking. It, it... You say that after the ruling was delivered, they have tweeted out a thousand likes. and We do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> I saying. saw that. Get, yeah. get that attention. Get, you got to get over sometimes. Sometimes you got to get, it takes a little heat to get over. That's something I've learned yeah, in yeah. my business. So yeah. maybe, uh, maybe, turn. <laughs> maybe yeah. again, and not, not, not for sure, but uh, maybe. So but moving on to our, our next and uh, last major topic of the day. Uh, Richard brought this to our attention oh. and I think it's, it's worth talking about. There's some issues here. I think there are some, it's one of the, I think this is one of those ideas that comes from a, it's a positive idea with poor execution. <laughs> I think the and idea how? was, was supposed to be like, Oh, cool. We're going to open this up. And, and, and cause it's always, you know, everybody who knows overwatch esports, both on the pro and contenders level, it's very tightly controlled and unlike a lot of other e- open esports. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear talk about the contenders and open division issues. Uh, it stems a lot from, let me pull it up, this article. There we go. Here. And the, I have not gotten every single detail here, but it seems like the TLDR is that they are introducing an open division where any teams of five can compete and potentially become part of the contenders system. Um, but there's some issues. So, Richard, I'll let you yeah. jump off this one. And so, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, uh, open division, right? It is the it's 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 the it's the third tier, right? As you kind of battle your way through, try to get to contenders trials, try to get to contenders, and then ideally try to get to Overwatch League as a player, since there is no promotion from contenders to uh, Overwatch League, etc. But that aside, here's what's weird: they are running open division on Overwatch One. Has it? Yep, highlighted right here. Okay. And then, based off of the teams that qualify, you get into the Contenders Summer Series, and you play on Overwatch 2. So, a couple problems right off the bat. Um, one, let's just get to the basics. You got to, you need a roster of six, and set up a team. And let's just say you're really competitive, right? You've got to set up a system to get really good at Overwatch 1, just to get to a tournament to make to the top 30 to get rid of, yep, get rid get of get one of your players because whoever that second tank is peace you know, got to get rid of them just to play a game with complete a completely different objective skill requirements etc now i mean here's the do in theory 
You don't have to get rid of them, though, right? I mean, because a lot of players well, you have at Powell caps. level. Yeah, but the thing, though, is you're not playing because you're going from six players to five. Somebody's not playing. Right, but can I imagine it would just, it would be like the pros where it's like, hey, maybe this map we have so-and-so flip in for tank. Yeah, but we, that's you know, when you're paid. That's when you're like paid for things that, and you're making some money. I was and you're say, not a bunch of kids and young or folks who are doing things because they're trying to make it. Thank you. I mean, that was right? gonna be so my issue. Yep. They're trying to do these things where it's like, okay, so you play you play you're playing cricket because you're gonna play baseball. I'm like, okay. Um, but then there's the other issue, which is that the requirements around the games are fundamentally different. Right now they have a rule that says you must retain three of your five, which is already a confusing rule. Speaking of rules. Because when you say you must retain three of your five, you mean you have to retain three of your original six, not three of your five. It's three right, yeah. of your five players must be from your previous roster, which yep. means they're already assuming these teams are going to come in to sub people out altogether. So you've built a culture where you're already saying you got to put in hours of time because you might be seen. It even says you might be noticed by scouts in the Overwatch League. I hate that kind of emotional overture. Yeah. I think it's needlessly baiting and taking advantage of people's good like good nature and, and hopes and dreams. Yes. But you're saying, I'm going to have a team of six people, of which only three of them must be retained. So I'm actually expecting people to do this just because you're going to be let go? You really think, do they really think this is going to create a healthy culture around the system where you're creating a complete feast or fire setup, right? With teams that are being run by independents where we know there are cultural problems. How many harassment issues and really generally bad behavior have we seen? We're talking about a league that's like, oh yeah, we're gonna like, we're gonna open things up, make things accessible. And their solution was to create a system that means you have to throw out not just your strat, but actual players. And on top of that, if you are a competitive team, it means you now have to sit and come up with a really good strat for Overwatch 1, a game that nobody's playing anymore, and then have another set strat for OW2, you're doubling the, in, the, the, the carrying requirements for people around this game. That is very hard to do. So you're asking people to do all the work for you, figure out your solution, because maybe, just maybe, you're going to go to Summer Series and get your ass kicked by people who've been playing on the beta for the whole time, because they're the only ones with the access. Yeah, with the, the contenders. So you're going to make it in just to get your ass kicked. So it's a squash match. That's their solution when everyone's been saying we need better support around developmental because we're burning a ton of hours. We have no tournaments. We can create no financial viability. We're not allowed any real sponsors. Community licenses are limited by how many events you can run at a certain amount of money. Oh, but now the big gift from the league is that we're going to give you a tournament built off a game that's not even part of the competitive scene anymore just so you can go through the stress of having to carry through all the fallout from the problems we have from playing on a beta. Just play the damn the tournament. Put, put, honestly, put, put the open division on the beta or don't have a season. It seems like they're trying to... Their answer to an open division, which is, you know, the idea being behind it being like, and this is your chance. This is open to, it's open to anybody. And like, it, yeah, four groups of friends to an amateur esports organization who's just fledgling. But they're treat, like you said, I think they're treating it. Then disconnect them. Like, like, it's like you have to operate it like an owl team where it's like, oh, we're going to hire players and no, then you drop players. And it's like, these are like 
four friends from high school or whatever where i'm like yeah we like you have to go through this whole kind of convoluted process yeah um and yeah i think then switching midway through your journey from one game which is fundamentally different to another and yeah. like you said dropping like Im imagine having to be like working imagine working on booking and matches in wrestling let's, let's take a wrestling context and you had to go from six sides to four sides in the middle of a match yeah nothing you've done can work on the geometry anymore the maps they will compete in don't even exist in this game it, this makes yep. no sense just make the open division its own thing and then show it love, show it support, make it something special and memorable. Make it a wonderful experience for people. Disconnect them, don't have it, or put it on the beta. But don't mix and match things. I would joke, like, this is people trying to make everybody happy and what they've done is create the absolute worst execution I've ever seen. Especially yeah. when we're trying to make people, we need better development. This is a perfect way to obliterate developmental they've made a pyramid where at the at the lowest tier of the pyramid you're not even playing the same game yep who thought of this my issue to, and like <laughs> here's the thing like i get it so the beta comes out they have the alpha beta come out closed beta that's fine so but it's like it's it, there's kind of some mixed signals as far as beta access goes if you ask me a, a little bit because we're calling it a closed beta, which normally it's like, oh, we we have a limited number of like keys that we're trying to, our servers aren't, but they're kind of, it seems like they're running them on the same servers so they can handle large player. That, so it's closed, right? But then like on that beta key day where you could watch streams, I mean, God, imagine how many people were watching. XPT they were advertising them 1,500 keys per hour. They were talking for the, about for the Overwatch how many league. they could Yeah, get. I was like, In thousands and thousands so, and thousands. So you're telling me you can't offer that to like, why, again, so my, my, I guess my thing is you call it a closed beta. You give out, I don't know how many they gave out on Wednesday last week between like, again, XQC, Pokimane, freaking all these, all the, all the regular creators. They gave out probably tens of thousands for people who just watched four hours. Then over the weekend, fifteen hundred per hour. I don't know if it was all weekend or during certain matches. Regardless, mm -hmm. that's thousands and thousands. Of, so in a week, you gave out tens of thousands of keys. Yeah, in they addition, can't handle their league. In addition, yeah, to people who already signed up and got through the regular press. So you have ten, probably close to forty, <laughs> fifty, sixty, seventy thousand players anyway. So my, I guess my thing is at this point, why not just call it an open beta? Yep. And allow access. I know they're probably going to have to take it offline for a week and so here to add new stuff. But I'm like, just call it an open beta and let the open division start practicing and playing and scrimming on the open beta. How can we get new... You remember I talked about the pick up and play has mm -hmm. kind of been lost a little bit. How mm -hmm. can we find a way to open up access for people who are going to be the next round of players or at least the next round of casual fans, people engaged with the game, if you're making yeah. their kind of entry point for even their beer league, their buddies, their friends, they can't even go into open division and have a kickabout. They can't go in and just kind of have fun in this game. I mean, and, and you know, the league's talked about this. There's the division right now, right? Because this stuff is run by the publishing side, not by the league side, right? We couldn't get... Land centers can't get keys. You know, we were doing like watch parties in New York. You think Waypoint could get keys? They're still asking. How is it that the first land center that ever hosted an in-person watch party in the league can't even get keys? 
Like you think you would yeah. think if you're hosting localized events, the first place that ever did events in the entire league, Overwatch League sent in a film crew to Waypoint to see Gino and the crew. Okay, they do events there and they won't even allow that to build. And like, and exclusivity. So like Jay's got a good point. It goes because exclusivity builds hype and it allows for people to feel part of it by being closed off more so. Um, open would allow everyone in and the drop-off would be probably be more. Oh, you got to bring this. Jay, I love you. <laughs> more so, open would allow everyone in and the drop-off would be probably would probably be more than they'd prefer when people realize they don't prefer what is being offered. I think, again, this is me putting on my like operations hat. I think Jay's onto something because I think the exclusivity, I think the exclusivity thing is a hundred percent true. I don't, I don't agree with the thing that they they don't, um, they don't, they won't prefer what they're being offered. Cause I, I don't know. I do think it is an improvement. I do like, yeah, the new the path that they're going. I like five v five. I like the the. But you're like and... a tank, though. You're not a support. It sucks, man. If you're well, when you're coming in, I, I, I structure. Okay. No, but my whole thing though is in the end, the whole vision, the vision, and this is where you know Plex said it already. You know, there's weird inconsistencies in communication. It seems like this, like the rules around, Monty, yeah. you know, could have just been easily explained. This is a very easy solution, a problem to solve. The entire vision of open division to contenders, right? And I'm not going to get into the relegation crap, but like the whole point was you could come in and you start playing with a small beer league team and through practice and through diligence and you got to go through some hardships and you'll find a way you're going to have good teams and bad teams, but eventually you could qualify from that open division and you could make it into contenders. Yeah, I mean... That's this no solved. longer exists. The point of a pyramid is anybody can make it. Yeah, you I mean, can be pro- Swansea. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hmm. like well, the prime example of what you mean is Clockwork Vendetta. Oh my God. The exactly. They yes. one trick their composition all the way to contenders with no coach. And literally, they were a bunch of one tricks. They played Arissa Hogg, Hog, Torbjorn May, and what was it? It was Anna Zen. And the Arna player would flex over to Winnebaker as needs be. And yeah. they did this during the GOATS era. And yeah. they caught the imagination of so many people because they were a complete amateur team. I know. Going up against like Paris Turtle Academy. They they went up against so many academy teams and in some cases beat them one tricking the style. And it feels like if you're doing this in a way, you're losing that magic. Yeah. And they've given everybody like it's like saying well, uh, do you want chicken or, I don't know, do you want, like, a chocolate sundae? And I'm like, well, let's split the difference. We're going to just take that chicken and shove it in the sundae. Oh, there, God. now everybody's happy. I'm like, this is, honestly, and I, I don't say this lightly because I've lived through that contenders run. I We got dropped back down to OD at one point at Revival, and we had to fight our way through. Now, if you told us that when we go back to open division at all, yet you know, it's hard enough to keep players. It's hard enough. We have no money. Right, we were. I always joke about revival. We were good at what we did, we were honest, and my god, were we dirt poor? We had none Mm. of the money. We had, you know, shout out to Vitamin for for helping us through so much, and shout out to Advanced and and, and our sponsors. They they helped us as much as they could. Quick shout out, and and I want to put this out. I mean, it's been out there, but can we quick shout out to Vitamin just for yeah, all the shit they do for the T2 and T3, like. Vets yeah, me, and everything, dude. The, I I just I I didn't know a whole ton about him between meeting 
uh, Richard, who we pissed off, apparently is running away. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, like they've, I, I've met a lot of people who run and do work on tier two. There you go. Tier two, tier three events. Like the little, cause there's so little you can do in the, in the overwatch league system yeah. on the independent level. It's oh, like yeah. I said, it's so controlled. It's so there's so many limits and everything. And it's so hard. But like I said, after meeting people like Richard, um, yeah, who who like who put on these events at these levels, like I know, uh, is it Tim? Tim, that, Tim. Yeah, dude, he like he takes money out of his own pocket and Tim's is like, let's man. run this event, let's sponsor this event, let's have this charity event. Like, so I don't know, just I want to put you no, know, all the all this like I know we're getting spicy here, but let's throw out some positivity. No, let's spicy. Like and, that. Well, this is the thing though, it, the the entire system is built on the backs of people who are people going like either that. on a yes. dream or knowing that they will never get a quote-unquote return. You know, Tim and the Vitamin folks helped us out at Revival, helped us actually pay for players. You know, I never got a dollar. We put everything into the roster because we said you cannot ask players to invest time without something, like at least something. We didn't yeah. have a lot. We, you, you talked to Justin, you know, Reprise. We gave every dollar we had to the team even our designers couldn't get paid because that was that was the volunteer aspect it's not ideal but none of us took anything but what i'm saying is this entire culture is built off the concept of you can have a dream and you can achieve things when lightning strikes you can go and you can do amazing things with you or your team or whatever it is and you can make your way up yeah and what we've done with this system is basically quite frankly, from an organizational perspective, been like, well, you know, if you're an open division, you're not even going to play the same game. That's how little we think of you. Oh, and by the way, when you do make it, you got to get rid of one player, only even potentially keep three, which will, you know, definitely create a crazy ton of infighting. I mean, it's bad enough oh, when yeah. everyone's like, it turns everything confrontational just to get your ass kicked. Ooh. How is that living up? To the basic principle of you can make it. And I, I have serious, serious issues with that because I've seen people sacrifice a lot just to try to make it to that spot in the league. You know, and that's what we're here mm -hmm. to talk about, right? And I think if you start this off at the base, the way this is, it sends an atrocious message to anybody who's ever been involved and invested. Because look at what it's become. Well, clearly nothing we did was meant anything. Because look what they did with this. But also to people who are there, it really it's really taking advantage of people's hopes and dreams. And hmm. that really bugs me. It really, like, I get livid when I think about this. Because ultimately the game, any game, starts out with youth. And you are misleading yeah. youth. And that is the worst thing you can do in, in a situation like this. Like say, I hope they that. fix this. I really hope say, they fix this. You could say that about traditional sports where... <sighs> yeah. I mean, over the years, the England football team, they've invested in the youth system big time. And look where we are now in terms of that sort of thing. Yeah. I, mean, and you know what? I will see yeah. another, like, there's a lot of issues in this league too, but like something I've really loved yeah. about the Halo Championship Series mm. currently, don't get the number, there's, that's a whole another <laughs> podcast. There, there, it's, there's, that game is riddled with issues too. But yeah. I, there, with their esports scene at every event, and I mean, yeah. get, even online, they have a, a wide open, open pool up. Mm. You can have up to hundreds of teams. I think, I think their limit is four, not like 490 is their sign up, like teams, 400 and something teams. Mm -hmm. And 
I've seen it, you know, obviously the pro level teams who are able to pay their players to play in scrim full time, obviously continually stay at yep. the top for these things yeah. and these tournaments. But I have seen like this group of four dudes from yeah. Kansas or whatever who got together, went through <laughs> like the, went through the open tournament at Kansas City and ended up playing in the top, you know, 28, whatever. It's bracket. super cool when that happens. And, it's and then amazing. They, they get their, you know, complexity sees that and goes, oh, shoot, we were thinking about a Halo roster and we pick up these guys. Like, yeah. So there is more of that hope you're talking about, that idea mm-hmm. of like, hey, you sign up for the. It's that simple. Sign up for this, play, do well. Mm-hmm. You, like you legitimate have a shot to compete against some of the best. If you make yeah. it far enough, you're competing against Cloud9. Yeah. You're competing against XS. You're com- I like That's that. why I don't get. Why not just make Open Division its own thing? If it has to be an Overwatch one, so be it. But you make know it what? Its own, yes, I agree. make it its own yeah. thing and give it love and respect. Respect the game. Respect the people that are there, and make it something more than what it's been in the past. That should be the goal. And I feel like they're just skipping that step because there's someone, you know, whiteboarded in the boardroom saying, "Hey, here's a great idea, guys. Trust me, bro. Check this out. This is going to bring our worlds together." And I'm like, "What? It's actually going to do?" And I, you know, I can't demonstrably prove this will happen but there's a lot of stress and a lot of infighting and a lot of frustration that comes from winning losing games and do we really think that setting this up where oh by the way you got to kick a couple people off your team oh that'll go really well yeah here's what i would ask you know what i'm going to be really curious about this that you must retain that means open division teams for the first time have to be like there's a team owner who makes the decision you know, it's going to be like people fighting over lottery tickets because, yeah. like, oh, I signed on for the weekly lottery pool. Well, you weren't there this week, so you're out. You yeah, really yeah, yeah. do they yeah. really think people aren't going to fight over it? Like, and that maybe that's what it gets me so like, like really, ch- like really, like, like upset about this. It's going to create such crappy conflict with so many people. Yep, it's not going to end well. No, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, it's mm. it, you're treating amateur open you know people yeah like you yeah. said people with a dream to like well run your ship like like our yeah like an owl team or like yeah. a oh but team. just remember they're against bullying and toxic behavior and culture but this is what they're going to give to the youngest and most inexperienced people coming into this game system yeah cool. so it, it there there are some definite flaws there and we the, we say this shit because we like the yeah. game and we want to yeah. see yeah. people having yeah. opportunities Absolutely. here yeah so like, again well, look, like, that's why see, you look at Aspire, care. man. Yeah. I've seen him since we recruited him on Revival, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and then, you know, I, I've seen him kind of go, and then he saw him with Toronto, he goes to Vancouver. This is awesome. That is the story for me. I, I see that, and I'm yeah. like, this is incredible. Great person, good head on his shoulders, great skill, works hard. Has been through good times and bad times, and and they and they make it. And and look, this is what people will always try to romanticize as the esports meritocracy. But I do like these things happen. Every player right now has kind of gone through that. We don't have like the insta. You can't money your way through a D one school and a family paying sure, for a new yeah, yeah. medical building, and that's why you got on the team kind of thing. It's not like that yet. And Ooh. we at least have to. I would. I just hope that like they can't even pantomime this right now. And I'm like. Look, I get it. There's a lot of turmoil. We got to be realistic too. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of staffing changes. There's a tremendous amount of realities. There is another reality that we don't touch here, which is that, you know, Blizzard went through some things, you know, needless to say. 
Yeah. But I do know that they are trying very hard to live up to, you know, the folks I've spoken to in the, in the league are working really hard. I know they're very dedicated and they, they have a vested interest and they give a crap about mm -hmm. trying to make the space a little bit more functional in a healthy way. And I see this and I guess that's another reason I get annoyed because I've had those talks with, with, with league staff. I know what they're trying to do. And this just shoots them in the back. It. Yeah, it just, it's, it, it, it just, it just, they've been, the struggles they go through, like, as you can imagine, it's corporate stuff. You got to, everyone says they want to help, but they're going uphill. And this yep. just sets them back. And that's such a bummer. Yeah. So, I mean, here's hoping, yeah, may, maybe there's a correction ahead of all that, but we will see. But regardless, we've come, we're kind of coming towards the end here. We do have another week oh, of God. league play coming yep. up. So we have, and we don't even know because our co-host here, Plex, yep. has <laughs> asked, asked us to allow him, I have the schedule in front of us, allow him to pick our match of the week this week that we will uh, we will wager on, if you will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Plex, what do you what do you want to look at this weekend? Okay, so it's going to be easy for me to say a mayhem match. Okay. I'm not going down that route. I'm going to say night one, San Francisco Shock versus the Houston Outlaws. Because we're going to see two teams that like to play aggressive Overwatch going head to head. You've got the perfect record of the Shock versus the Dante Doom Tank, which to me has a very interesting setup. Can Outlaws bounce back or will Shock still win by playing Krusty Watch, as I like to call it? Sure. Like that, the overload and things like that. So that's the match I decided to pick. Okay. And I'll fall my sword if needs be. <laughs> okay. Damn it. <sighs> Sorry, Richard. I. Could have oh, gone with Toronto game. Right. No, this is really this is a tough one. See, this, this is, is why I love having you on because it's like all I'll do is just like you know blow a lot of hot air everywhere and you know Richard, yell Richard, at things. Richard, at least I didn't pick a Vancouver game. <laughs> well, they play in New York, and that's one of the times I'd say they're going to get dusted by. Uh, they're going to get dusted yeah. by the boroughs. They okay. don't stand a chance. It'll be, it'll be a beautiful catastrophe for Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so I may as well start this. Yeah. I'm gonna All right. I'm gonna say three two shock. But okay. Houston, but my thought is it's gonna be shock will go two two nil up, Houston will then tie up, mm -hmm. and then shock will win in the last map. Because okay. it's gonna be that close in my opinion. Okay. Okay, cool. You, I love that you have the storyline built, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just I'm my like... thought process. Oh, okay. I've All right. uh Okay. Who's the guy I am? Michael P.S. Hayes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be that. Yeah, you me. don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> Too outlandish. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so Flex is locked in at 3-2 shock. Okay. All right, Richard, you go. What do you, uh, what, I'm what at 3-1 three, one, three, one shock. I think shock have the mechanical and strategic know-how to... After I saw the end of the Toronto-Houston game, we've seen how you can exploit Houston's uh, reliance on Doom, like their Doom play. I think Shock will figure this out after a map, so I think it'll go 3-1 Shock. Okay. So for me, yeah, all the logic based on their performance makes, put, makes me want to put Shock in um, for a win. Mm -hmm. I do want us all to have different scorelines, though, and because uh, that's, that's one of the things I think we're, is going to make this whole like wager thing work better. We all have, we should all have to pick different scorelines. So you, Plex has the 3-2, you have the 3-1, and I can't. 
I can't in good conscience book a 3-0. Like I just I don't believe it's gonna be a 3-0. So like I'm not I'm 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 gonna be the believer. Screw it. Throw it throw it. I'm gonna go three two Houston. Oh, so you okay? So you and Plex are going to be watching this game like Hawks. Yes, yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So and um, one of us will be laughing at the other. Oh yeah, and you know what? And like, and I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I acknowledge the idea that like on, on paper and based on performance, San Francisco has a statistically much higher chance. I think of pulling this one out. Mm-hmm. But I, I've I've seen Houston already pull 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 the miracle. I think it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like I said, I just I can't in good conscience give the three yeah. zero. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna flip it. I think it'll be competitive no, regardless because it will be a close run thing either way. I feel. I, I think I think it, I think mm-hmm. it could be too. I so, think it's all gonna realistically gonna come down to the support lines uh, and can you keep them up? Yes. So we've seen what Lyris could do. We've seen what Violet could. Do. We've seen both support lines pull off really big plays. Yes. So the question of who can keep theirs up so that they can support their tank. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think that's going to be the key factor, in my opinion. 100, 110%. So, all right, match of the week. It'll be the Friday opening day of the weekend. That is bum, a 3.30 p.m. Eastern uh, yep. game, uh, U.S. Eastern time. So if you folks, in a way, obviously we have the whole the whole schedule here. There's uh, some other spicy matches. I mean, we talk, Richard had talked about New York. And uh, Vancouver, which I agree with you. We have Glads in Dallas, which will be an interesting clash of two kind of top-rated oh, yeah. teams. Um, Houston and Florida will be interesting to see as That'll well. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Paris and Toronto, there you go. Yeah, two Those, I think that'll be an interesting one because they're very evenly matched, I feel, in terms of power level. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think so, too. I think so, too. So it'll be interesting. But and, Oh, and then there's Excelsior and the Titans. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I wonder who you be supporting, Richard. Yeah. G. G. I wonder. But that also brings us to here we go. Last (laughs) punishments. So yeah, last week we all um we met we all picked we we did the battle for Texas as our match of the week. We all picked Dallas to win and varying degrees from three two to three one to three zero, and we were all wrong. Just a little bit wrong. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, bit. We were and, all wrong, and so we're we're, we're all getting. We botched the first week no, on a podcast called Overbotch. <laughs> oh yeah, how the poetic justice is off the charts. Yeah. So, uh, I figured three of us were wrong. We're going to do three different punishments based on our situations. So, uh, Plex, we're going to do this simultaneously. This will be the weirdest cacophony of sound and visuals if you're watching live or listening. Um, Heaven help the audio listeners. Plex is going to sing a song. He's already chosen. I will not spoil it. I'm going to do part Part of it. Yeah, yeah. This is will be like 30 seconds or whatever. We're not going to like sit here for 10 minutes doing weird (laughs) shit. Or Uh, we could. We could. We could get weirder. So Plex is going to sing a song. Richard's going to dance. Give me the goofiest white guy dance you can think of. (laughs) Oh, God. That's going to put me off. (laughs) And I'm going to eat. You guys know from my stream, I have the spicy, fiery five bean boozled. And if you think, oh, like it's candy. No, these things are legit and they suck. Yeah. So it yeah. is spicy. Like it's actually. Oh my uh, so God, I was, dude. Okay. okay. Just to clarify, just so I understand here, Matt. Yeah. What sort of peppers do they use for um, those things? So we have, uh, they are sriracha from the lowest, jalapeno, cayenne, habanero, and then Car- they have a Carolina Reaper one. Wow. Oh, God. Are you going to have, so you're going to eat, wait, is no, it, how many one. beans are in this bag? 
in like this you eat bag, five? there are one, two, three, four, five. There's like seven beans in this little but packet. But there's five peppers. I feel like you have to eat five beans to make sure you get a good spread of the peppers. I'll die. <laughs> I will pass what away. <laughs> yeah. If you watch any of my like, charity streams where I've done this stuff, like, the, yeah, trust me. I'm telling you, this individual one will wipe me off the planet. <laughs> okay, I do not handle spice live. I love it. Please, I love it. Can we get some prayers for Matt? Yeah, because he's probably gonna suffer right. the most out of all. Yeah. Us. All right. So we're gonna do it. Like, like you got to start us with a scene. Thirty start forty us seconds. Us in five, four, three, two. She slept a summer by my side. Oh, God. she filled my days with endless wonder. Oh God. Oh God. That's not helping, Matt. She took my childhood in her stride. <coughs> but she was gone when awesome came. <laughs> I think I'm not likely compared to you, clowns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Are you, holy, Matt, are you all right, man? Okay. okay in all I'm seriousness, right. Matt, go get a glass of milk or something like that. Go. Right now. I got my Greek, Greek is, yogurt. Oh, thank God for that. Cha- your head has changed color, man. He's gone, mm-hmm. Oh my oh, God. Audio listeners, he's gone bright red. <laughs> oh. Wow. I, oh, I actually it. didn't realize those are actually spicy. Oh. I thought they were like spice flavors. That's I, what I was saying. I'm like, anybody's like, oh, <laughs> he's, he's got I'm the hiccups now. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, dies before Tuesday night stream. We don't have time for that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a good time to wrap it up, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> On that note. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank God that was there. Holy. I, yeah, I was going to say, thank God you had that. Yeah. Mm. I Wow. What, do you know which pepper that was? I think that, that was a dark, that was a dark red one. So I think it was, I think it might've been the Reaper. Wow. Because oh, I've tried a bit the Reaper of those, or the Cayenne. Yeah. Because I had one of those chips once and I was like, that just, it's just hot. It's just like unpleasant. Those um, <laughs> oh, the one chip challenge, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those ghost pepper chips or whatever. Oh, they're awful. Yeah. Awful. Oh yeah. Oh, somehow survived. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> All right. Oh, we will. We will do more punishments for who's wrong next week. Again, mm-hmm. remember the game will be where. Uh, what am I? It is Houston and the shock on friday yeah. so you everybody out there in the overwatch community make sure you're watching that one as well watch all the games so you can catch up but we will be back here next week same time same channel all that deals and if you haven't hit usual business you haven't hit that like or subscribe button on any of the youtube or any podcast platform we had most of our listens from spotify this week so thank you very much for coming out leave a comment it really helps with uh, everything like that mm-hmm. same thing with the youtube channel and stuff comments Everything drives those algorithms forward. So appreciate Mm -hmm. you helping us out on this one. Yeah. Until next time, everybody, for Richard the Great Root Bear, for Plaximatic, and for the Drama King myself, have a good one. We will see you next week. Pray for Matt. (laughs) (laughs) 